So this is my guest today. Um, I guess just introduce yourself and then we'll go from there. Okay, yeah. Um, my name's Piggy Naka. I'm a cosplayer. Uh, I've been cosplaying since 2004. I make all my own costumes and I'm also a wig commissioner. And professionally, I do compositing and visual effects and I worked on the TV show Grimm on NBC for three years. So. Okay, so... I want to talk about cosplaying because I, I I really I just I went to my first Comic Con ever so it was like a new which experience. one did you go to? Um, well I think it was Alamo City. It's in Texas. Oh, okay. okay, cool. <laughs> and then I think there was I was gonna go to the someone told me you have to go to the actual one, the one in San Diego. Yeah, I went for the first time uh, last year, and my friend hooked me up with a badge because I helped her out by letting me her borrow my sewing machine to finish a costume. So I got to go for one day, and it was insane. Like, unlike any convention I've been to, and I've been to a lot of conventions. <laughs> is, it, is it, like, a lot bigger, or is it just more people? Like... It's huge. It feels like, for me, I, went in, I was mostly in the dealer's hall uh, because my... One of my favorite artists is uh, Brian Lee O'Malley, and he was promoting his new comic that hasn't come out yet, and I really wanted to meet him. I have a Scott Pilgrim tattoo, and <laughs> like I, I really like him. I, I've been wanting to meet him for years, but I just stayed in the dealer's hall, and after I got my ticket to get him to sign something, I was like, oh, does anybody need anything from Comic-Con? And I was flooded with just like, can you get me this? Can you get me this? Can you get me this? And I was just sitting in line like waiting to get people merchandise and that was absolutely insane you like don't even stand in line to get the merchandise you stand in line to get tickets to get the merchandise and then you have to stand in line when your ticket has the right time period on it so it's like line con basically <laughs> yeah. but they've really cool setups and stuff like the most impressive dealers booths i've ever seen because like Sci-fi's there, FX is there, like, they had a big old Walking Dead-like thing where you could sit with zombies and, like, take pictures and stuff. It was crazy. And apparently the outside, since it's so hard to get into the con, the outside of the con is almost like a con itself. So I know that my boyfriend and his friend went, and they were just bar hopping, and they, like, went to some free Final Fantasy bumper car what? event. Yeah, like, crazy stuff out there. And there's, like, a assassin's creed like obstacle course that you can go on for free so yeah i always find the like i want to go to that one i think that's the big one i mean i've seen mm -hmm. i've heard there's other good ones that are like here and there but i really want to go to that one because it's, it's supposedly the biggest one so i don't know and i guess yeah it definitely is the biggest one <laughs> there's so many like i was like i was like oh there's i thought comic con because I'm, I'm so ignorant i thought there I mean, I watch anime and stuff and all that stuff, but when it comes to, like, comic cons, and I read comics too, but I've never been to a comic con, so it was always like, uh, it was, oh, okay, and I didn't know what it was. I ended up spending, like, six, seven hundred dollars on comic books. Oh my so, god. <laughs> I was like, I just felt so bad, because I was like, I, I just bought, like, I don't know how many, I, I think it's 20 or 30, and it, I just, it's just... I've never, I don't like being in that environment because I know I will want everything. Yeah, no, the best thing to do, at least for me, I'm more into anime. So now I've, uh, 
kind of narrowed my view on merchandise I want. So there's only certain series I'll buy stuff for, only certain characters I'll get stuff for. So that's why I just went to Fanime a few weeks ago. And my my thing was I was only going to buy Boku no Hero Academia stuff and and uh, first season of Love Live, which thankfully they have kind of uh, – moved out the old girls and they're bringing in the new girls so it's really hard to get merchandise for the the older girls so i mostly stuck in the artist alley and got keychains and stuff yeah my hero academia i think it's my favorite one so far like yeah i i love it so much i love deku he's my favorite Um, i i like todoroki i don't know why i mean everybody i've got a friend who loves sudu actually my my second favorite is uh, Mina, which she hasn't done anything yet, but I, I like her a lot. She's super fun. And, but I love Deku's um, zero to hero kind of thing and how he always he feels like he always gets the short end of the stick, but he's always like, I'm going to try my hardest. And he's just such a pure little boy. I love him so much. I actually have uh, keychains of him on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really smart. Like I also like um what's his uh what's his name Bakugo I also like Bakugo I mean yeah all the characters the yeah. yeah all the characters in the anime are so well written you can't really hate any of them except maybe like the villains like the big villains they've introduced in the manga recently mm-hmm. uh, but I th- I usually don't like characters like Bakugo but since he's so over the top of his trope he's like really lovable and I I think he's hilarious so. <laughs> I love when I read the manga and then it comes into life, you know, and the anime, it just always changes it for me. Yeah, the uh, Bakugo, or no, the Deku um, Ice Boy, I forget his name. Uh, Todoroki? Yeah, no, wait. Ice yeah, Todor- yeah. yeah Todoroki, yeah. I get him mixed up with Crow Boy sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Todoroki and Deku, their last fight in the anime was more amazing than i thought it was gonna be like the animation in it was so good and i actually rewinded it about three times so i could rewatch it because i was just amazed at what they did there goes the show's whole budget right there <laughs> yeah i like i didn't know how expensive it is to make one of those shows like it was i don't know i think they spent over a hundred thousand on per episode and the, yeah the last two episodes they spent like 300 and it was just i was like wow that's amazing but then i also you know now that I'm, I don't know what kind of what, if you like dubbed or subbed better, but, but I'm I, a sub person. <laughs> oh, you're one of the. But I like the this one is done dubbed as well, but it's done like was it simulcast? Why well, you? Oh, okay. So simulcast. Oh. So it comes out like a day later, like an, a couple hours later, dubbed. So it's like it's like a, a, an experience, you know. I, I think there's yeah, definitely there's some that are good. I think. Death Note was the best dub. I mean, there's a few others that don't really do it well. Yeah. I'm really picky, but one of my favorites, I actually think I prefer to watch it dubbed than subbed, and it's one of my favorite anime as well as FFLCL. I actually thought they got um, the American voice actors. Their voices pretty much sound like the English counterparts to their Japanese voice actors, and everybody has such unique voices. I was I'm just blown away. And then... Um, they also, uh, a lot of, uh, actually comedy anime, when they bring them over to America, they, uh, localize the jokes 
because we're not going to get all the Japanese tendencies in them. So it was pretty funny watching like them like make fun of like American rock bands instead of like Japanese J rock and stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 so funny because they're like the way they translate. It sometimes it's a little rough, and I'm like, oh, that's I don't think that's funny, but someone else might think that's funny. Especially yeah. when you watch a sub, you're like, what? The only thing I don't like about sub is when there's two. I think for some series it does like two. There's the like words on top and then on the bottom. I forget what that what that is. Yeah, like when they do like translators notes and stuff like yes, that. Yes. Or yeah, they really... they don't don't do that as much anymore in um the professional uh subtitle stuff. That was mostly I think fan translations, which are kind of dying now that a uh, Crunchyroll and Funimation are really on their sub game. So, but I enjoy fan animations, like you know them like editing and doing their own voices and makes i think it's hilarious yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> all right so i want to get back to cosplaying because I... yeah sorry we went on an anime tangent there <laughs> uh, so how how did you get started cosplaying anyways um so i'm from a really small farm town actually uh i really liked anime though and a couple of my friends started going over going to these anime conventions so my mom was also very protective of me. So she's like, okay, we'll go to this convention, but I'm going with you. So she took me, one of my friends, and then another one of my friends was just going on his own. And we all went to my first convention in 2004. And I was like, oh my God, I can dress up like these characters I love so much. I was super into anime. I had like, 500 volumes of manga and like every shonen jump that w had come out by, by that point. I think I went all the way until they uh, canceled uh, Shaman King out of Shonen Jump because that was my favorite one. I can't but, believe they canceled that. I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, they, and they stopped it like right in a, like a, they were like, oh, we're not going to do Shaman King in here anymore. You can buy the volumes. And I'm like, I have no reason to buy Shonen Jump anymore then. <laughs> Uh, but I was like, holy crap, like, this is so cool. I want to do it. I really want to do it. And so the next year, I went to KomoriCon, which is a con in Portland, Oregon. That's our local anime convention in Oregon. And I asked my mom, I was like, I want to cosplay. Help me. I don't know how to sew. And she made my first cosplay, which was Ruby Moon from Cardcapture Sakura. And one person knew who I was, which I was surprised about because Card Capture Sakura is pretty popular, and I don't think the costume was that bad. I mean, it was <laughs> not great, because I didn't know about wigs or anything. I bought a Party City wig, and uh, yeah, from there, I had so much fun, even though nobody knew who I was. I just wanted to keep doing it, and then it kind of took another step when I went to college in 2008, because... My mom, I, uh, I lived in Redmond, Oregon, which is three hours away from Portland, Oregon, which is the most developed city in Oregon and where most of the colleges are. And I moved up there and I was like, mom, make my costume. So she made one costume for me, but she kept having to drive like three hours to like come fit me and stuff. And so she said, I'm never making your costume again. She's like, you have to learn how to do it yourself if you want to keep doing this. So she taught me how to read a pattern. She taught me how to use a sewing machine. She threw some fabric at me and said, have fun. And I taught myself how to sew. And I learned I really like sewing. It's like really fun fabricating 
uh, something and like making it real life. I got really into prop making and then now I actually really like wigs. So I have actually a wig commissioner and I've done some crazy wigs. I've done Peridot from uh, Steven Universe, uh, Officer Jenny and, or Officer Joy and Nurse. Yeah, Officer Nurse Jenny, Officer Joy. That's it. Yeah. I get from the confused too. It's okay. Yeah, I did both of those wigs for somebody. I tend to um, kind of excel, and people tend to go to my work for my work when I because I, I do these crazy wigs that a lot of people are a bit uh, scared to do, and it's a bit daunting. So I've I've come a lot, a long way since 2004. I've been cosplaying for well, 2005, I guess. So I've been cosplaying for about 12 years now. So. So. I- you know, we were talking. You talked about Shonen Jump. Do you still like read it? Or- no, um, I have certain series. I stopped collecting it when I was in high school, like my senior year of high school. I think it came out when I was my last year of middle school, so eighth grade. Um, but they take up so much room, and there was so much manga in there that I didn't. I liked Naruto to start, but once they got kind of into it, but I like. I would have preferred if Naruto kind of stayed where they were doing uh, little ninja tasks together. I really enjoyed the beginning of the series, and then when I think they got into the first exam, so it's Chunin exams, yeah. I got really bored, and I was just like, "Oh, this is just like Dragon Ball Z. Like, I'm not about this." So. Wow. That's interesting because I have the totally opposite effect. I hated it for the first like 20, 30 episodes. Mm-hmm. Once it started, you know, picking up because it's like, they're just running around not doing anything. So it was like, you know, well, they were doing those tasks, which I thought was funny. I think I think they'd have, I think the filler was great in the beginning and then the filler just dropped off for me. But it, I think it was a great series. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate some of it, but I know that Particularly, my favorite arc of what I read was uh, Zabuza and Hawkeye. <laughs> okay, we're peachy now. Okay, sweet. Um, to go where I dropped off, though. Um, yeah, my favorite arc in Naruto is the Zabuza Haku arc. I think it's so emotional. I cried so much. I thought it was beautiful. Um, and then one of my friends hit me up. Can I say Naruto spoilers? Is that okay? Yeah, that's, yeah just go for it. It's been okay. so long. Yeah, so one of my friends said, oh my god, check out what Naruto's doing. And it was the part near the end where they brought back everybody who had died mm-hmm. and as zombies or whatever. And I saw Zabuza and Haku, and I was, like, screaming. I was like, no! Their death was beautiful! Like, <laughs> I was so pissed off, and I was like, I'm so glad I stopped reading this shit. <laughs> it got a little ridiculous, I gotta say. Uh. Yeah, but I, I liked uh, Shaman King was definitely my favorite. I liked Hikaru Nogo until uh, Sai disappeared, and then it got kind of boring. Like, I think he added a lot to the manga. Uh, I God, I'm trying to remember what else is in there. <sighs> I know Dragon Ball Z was in there, and I enjoyed it until they got into, like, the fight kind of with Cell or Frieza. I think it was Frieza that it started out with. I'm trying to remember what other manga was in there. Uh, hold on. Give me a second. I got a couple. Let's see. 
Well, I have one right here. This is Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! I actually liked Yu-Gi-Oh! before it was a card game. Like, I liked when he was, like, basically up the first fight with uh, Seto Kaiba when they first introduced the card game. I liked uh, I liked how dark it was. I liked the uh, oh, crazy... Yu Yu Hakusho, have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I read. I think I read that for a bit. That's another one I enjoyed... I enjoyed the little stories of Yusuke as a ghost helping people, and then when they got into the tournaments, I think the first time when uh, Yusuke goes to the spirit world is when he's going up that castle thing, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I don't like this part. <laughs> yeah, I think Shaman King's in here. Oh, Shaman King is one of my favorite. I love the character designs in that manga. I think the art is great and um, stands out a lot from uh, manga and the art of that time period. So, big fan. I actually want to cosplay from it. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, One Piece is on here too. This is 2000. Oh. 2000... Shaman King's in here too. But... Yeah, I read. Uh... I read one piece up until when they introduced Nami, and then I just got a little bored for some reason, and just kind of stopped. It's I, I, I caught it up really quick, but it's so much content. Like, yeah, I'm glad I stopped when I did, because my friends have told me how many chapters. I tend to stray away from really long series, uh, in anime at least. In manga, I know that you can't really avoid that, but... I just like I I would not be able to how many chapters are there? There's at least three thousand chapters or something like that. Probably more in one piece right now. It's been going on forever. I think it's <laughs> nine hundred and seventy seven or something. Oh maybe, okay. Uh and o- Oda, his art has not aged like when he started One Piece it was really good, but now his women have like toothpicks for spines and they just go like this and I don't like that. It's really ugly. He used to draw girls really well and now he draws them terribly. Nami just like grew like eight cup sizes and then her waist just kept shrinking into the point where it looks like her spine is gonna break. I don't know, I think I think that's just animation that I don't know. Maybe it is his drawing. But I just feel like it is because I I saw a for, uh, a uh, omake, yeah. uh, an omake thing where he's like, "This is how I draw women," and it was like a, a recent one. He's like, "Draw these bubbles," and then you draw an hourglass, and I'm like, "No, it's not how bodies work. Stop." I don't know. He, he's got a little ridiculous, and he's, he's he's all about One Piece. That's his life. He lives it. So it's just like I read an article that he was looking for like an editor or something, and he said. You live and die in one piece. That's what he said to the... the yeah. <laughs> because he's, he, he might not even finish it by the time he dies. Because he says it's 60% through. Yeah, I know. And he keeps getting sick. So I know that I was reading that he keeps having to take uh, breaks because he keeps overworking himself getting sick. Which is very commonplace with a lot of mangaka, to be honest. They... It is a hard job. I actually, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a mangaka, which would never work because I'm not Japanese. <laughs> but I'm I gave up because I'm like I'm not I'm not ready to completely devote my life to my work and nothing else. So yeah, just the way their attitudes. Like another person is, uh, I think the, I forget his name, but he made Hunter Hunter, and he's oh he goes on and off, off and on. Because he, he works like 70 to 80 hours a week. Yeah. Just, just sitting, drawing. And I forget his name. Gosh. I'm looking it up right now. Didn't he do uh, 
Ice Shield 21? Yeah. Or no? Was it Ice uh, Yosh, uh, yeah. Art. You didn't know the it, series. Uh, Yosh, Yoshi, Yoshihiro Togashi. Togashi, there you go. But yeah, he, he's one of those that, you know, he gets sick a lot. Like oh, he did Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah, he did. But that's what he did. But yeah, ever since... And then he did Hunter x Hunter after that. Then he did, he revamped it again, and then that... He's sick again, so he's on hiatus. So yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. This is one of manga you're looking forward to is on hiatus. I hope Boku no Hero Academia doesn't do that because I'm like really, especially I, I think the new chapter just came out, and I'm really excited for the next chapter because no spoilers, but the the character that they are focusing on right now I think is really cool and his power is really cool. So yeah, Sun Eater, if you're if you're current. <laughs> I just don't want to spoil anything for everyone. But. Okay, I, if I say his name, I, that's not going to ruin anything. But, so, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I guess I don't know. Shonen Jump just—it felt like it died for me like a couple of years ago. Really yeah, I, I, I had about sixty to seventy volumes of Shonen Jump, I think. And I actually started the anime club at my high school, and I've had it run for three years. And when I left for college, I actually left all my manga that I didn't want anymore, because I was like, you should have a manga library. So I left all 70 volumes of my Shonen Jump there. So in case they didn't, I, I ran my anime club in a very certain way that I don't think a lot of people enjoyed, because I refused to show Naruto or anything that was available on television, because I thought that the club should, the purpose of it should be introducing anime that people don't typically have access to, especially back in 2000, like, uh, I started in 2005, so it was 2005 to 2008. A lot of people didn't know how to torrent anime and didn't know what fan subgroups were and didn't know how to get the anime as it was coming out in Japan. So I wanted to introduce people to all these shows that I love that they couldn't get an accent couldn't get access to. But a lot of people were just like, "We just want to watch Naruto," and I'm like, "Go to Walmart and buy it. It's 20 bucks. Have fun." <laughs> yeah, I think that was a big anime boom, and now it's like. There used to be three big series, you know, Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. Now it's down to, well, I guess Buruto counts, but I don't really count it because I don't watch it. I mean, I've seen yeah. like two episodes, but it's been, there's only, One Piece is the only one left. I guess you could say you know, My Hero Academia is up there now, but I would have Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different shonen. Um, I'm trying to think. One Piece. There's stuff that my idols are really what's booming right now, to be honest. So, And I'm trying to stay away from anything that I'm not already involved in. Because I'm a big rhythm game fan. I actually collect rhythm games. And that's how I don't like the anime. I don't really care about idols. But it's the, if the rhythm game is fun, it'll suck me in. And then I'll start liking everything else around it. Which is what happened with Love Live. One of my friends was just like, there's this free to play rhythm game on your phone and it's really really fun and they actually have all the songs on there to start and i was like okay and i i was obsessed i'm like a, a level 130 on love live i think and i actually i got so obsessed i was planning my days around when my lp was restored so i could play and like be in all the contests and stuff and i banned myself from playing it i have i, I sometimes will go back on and like play a little bit I kind of want to get back into it so I can get used to the new girls, but I got so sucked in that my boyfriend was getting a little cheesed off at me. <laughs> I played that for a while, but then it was just—it's just you keep playing it and keep playing it, 
and I was like, oh my gosh, and I'm, I wasn't very good at all. I mean, oh. So, so like I was just like, oh, I can't get this, and it was just, it was always, I always got stuck, and I was like, okay, I need to calm down because I always kept doing it over and over again, the, whatever mm-hmm. the song, and then. I would just get stuck, and then I, I couldn't do it, and then I couldn't do it. I was like, okay, whatever. I put it away, but I spent hours and hours and hours into it. And yeah, then I, like, I yeah. And then the money, like, I've never spent money on mobile games except for Love Live is the only one that got me. But thankfully, uh, Google Rewards exists, which is where you take a bunch of surveys and they give you Google Play credit. So I probably spent about $400 on the game, but... 75% of it was through Google credits and I just buy the love customs with that. <laughs> Cause it's like, what is it like 15 bucks for like 20 love or something like that. So I just like do my Google surveys until I got that buy my love And that's kind of how I survived in the game. I have a couple of friends who dropped $3,000 on the game though. One of them was trying to give me his account and, but I'm like, very much a completionist kind of person for rhythm games and so I didn't want any of his scores on the songs like I wanted to know I beat the song and this is my score so I was like I don't want your account no I I got all my scores and my girls on my account yeah I think that's like how I am too I just you know if it's my score on whatever mobile game I hate mobile games because they're so addicting yeah they're like the new MMOs essentially and I, I used to I used to, like I love Final Fantasy and stuff, so I would just play nothing but Final Fantasy. And then I started just playing mobile games, like you know, Game of War. Like there are all these new types of uh, of like strategy games, and I would just get obsessed. I used to play Civilization a lot. That was oh. that was you know that's not fun, especially when it takes nine hours to complete one game, and you're just like glazed off, just like oh, you look out of the screen and you're like oh. Got that? There's, you know, I'm a person. I have to move and eat, especially when you have to eat and you're playing a game and you're like, oh, I gotta eat. Didn't eat for like 12 hours. Just like, I was just so into the game. But yeah, mobile games can also do that. It's kind of scary too, because you you never know. You you never tell yourself stop, stop. You just keep doing it. So what, what your phone you, on you, which is the worst part. Yeah, yeah. And it's always what? with you, so. Yeah. We kind of went off on another tangent about anime and games. Okay. I, I'm sorry, because I don't... I... No, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just like, I felt bad halfway through, because I was like, oh, I'm not talking about cosplay at all. I'm just going off about an- anime and games. Okay, I guess we can get back to the cosplay, because I, I forgot what we were talking about, because... Anime just gets me, me hyped, so it's like... I understand 100%. <laughs> everyone has different perspectives, and it's just like, what? If you think mm-hmm. that character's good, you think this was? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm, definitely. But that's cosplaying. So, once, like, what are you doing now? Are you, like, just go to Comic-Cons now and just, like, how's that work? Um, so right now I actually just moved from Portland, Oregon to San Diego, California, like a week ago. So, uh, what I've been doing though, I've kind of, I've been in the, the circa for quite a while now. So I know what cons are good and what I want to waste my time on essentially. I I say like, it's bad, but (laughs) waste my time on, but I have my favorite cons. So I'm, 
I like cartoons and comics, but I'm definitely more of an anime person. I love Japanese stuff more than anything. So I tend to be drawn to anime conventions more than anything else. Uh, at this point, I have certain cons I like because most of my friends go to them and they party. Uh, so I have like a ALA is a con I like that's very uh, party based. It's also a smaller con, so I actually start. I've now I've gotten to the point where I have a lot of knowledge in me, and so we've started doing panels. Uh, last ALA was the first time I did a wig panel, which was it was really a lot of people liked it. We had a lot of information to give to people. I had a lot of people contact me afterwards to get our slideshow and we'd like to do it again this year and then my friends and I also run a panel called Bad Trivia for Bad Prizes so we've gotten kind of started to get involved with the programming at cons uh, other cons like Fanime are very cosplay based so those typically are stuff I'll try to make something really cool for uh, and then Anime Expo and Sakura Con are very industry based cons so they tend to have guests that I really like so I might focus on trying to get to their panels and meet them it's really hard at anime expo though it's essentially the comic-con of anime so I've given up kind of trying to go to panels at this point because I keep I wait in line for two hours and then I get cut off right before I get in so because the room fills up mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I found interesting those panels because I, I didn't know there was actual panels I was like oh, there's panels over here, and I was like, oh, and I think the, the first one I went to was a, a Ruby panel, you know Ruby? Which yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the show. So I went to the panel, was like, oh, I remember this, I watched this show, but I don't really know the people, so, you know, I asked them questions and stuff, it was kind of interesting meeting them, but it's always, like, uh, I always think that so many people just get packed in there, it's like, wow. Yeah, uh, I don't really, I've gone to panels and watched things. I really like seeing, uh, for me, uh, having my badge and getting to see premieres of movies, especially since I used to live in Portland. It's probably not such a problem now that I'm in San Diego, but when I lived in Portland, a lot of movies didn't go to the theaters because they're weird kind of independent Japanese movies. So going to the cons was one of the only times I got a chance to see it unless I wanted to buy it on DVD whenever it finally released. So I know uh, the soccer con before last, I was able to go watch, uh, God damn it. What was it called? It was, I don't remember, but it's by the, it was a, a movie by the people who wrote on Ohana, which is one of my really, it hurts me inside every time I think of it. So I went to go see that with a couple of my friends, which was awesome. We all just like went in, I cried and disturbed the people in front of me. (laughs) And there's been sometimes smaller cons where guests I'm like really about are there and nobody knows who they are. And I'm super jazzed. I had a friend fly me out to Hawaii because he was having some problems and I was being a, a friend there for him. And he, we went to Kauai con and Ronge Murata was there, and he's one of my favorite artists. Uh, he did the character designs of The Last Exile, um, and his art is, I, I just love, he does, has really simplistic characters, but he does he knows his fashion, and he does really over-the-top kind of futuristic designs, and he's really good at uh, drawing mech and, and cars and motorcycles, and I had no idea he was going to be at Kawaii Con, and I was like, holy shit! And I, I was like, we have to go to this panel right now. And I got to go 
and sit in and watch him draw a picture of a character from Last Exile, which is one of my favorite series. And I got to go up and ask him questions on the mic. And it was really cool getting to watch somebody I really looked up to work on something I enjoy that he does. That was uh, probably my highlight of that whole con. And I might have never gotten to see him because I think one of the only reasons he came was because uh, Hawaii is so close to Japan. So it's a little bit easier for them to get Japanese guests to come over. Yeah, I've never. Well, the, the I guess I want to. I want to see. I don't know. Have you been to Japan? No, I haven't. My boyfriend has. I really want to go. I just got my passport right before I left Oregon, so I've never been out of the country. So that, that I think that's that'd be cool because I don't know. I think it's there. You know, it's your culture. It's everything. So it'd be like you're there, and then I, I don't know. I guess I just you know if I could speak Japanese, that'd be great. But. You know, I would love to talk to those people because there's there's some of the most amazing drawers. I I don't understand. I like you know American comics is great, but once you see the manga versus actual comics here, I think it's more popularized here. But over there, it's so I don't know. They're drawing so much. So it depends on what yeah. It depends on what you're looking at because I I'm really into independent American comics, and I think that that reflects more not particularly Japanese style but kind of the action sometimes that I really go for or like really cartoony that isn't like that that Americanized um kind of realistic cartoon of superheroes I'm not a big fan of superhero comics there's very few I like my favorite is Empowered which is by Adam Warren who actually drew the um, the American version of uh, the dirty pair <laughs> so he's very anime-esque and big eyes and the, he actually i make a joke that you know it's adam warren if there's adam warren's fish lips in the comic because all of his girls have these pouty lips uh but he's very familiar with japanese stuff and that, so that's my favorite superhero comic and i think his art's impressive and he gets really into it you can feel a bit of a japanese um influence from him and uh even though anime kind of or manga has this problem too, I don't like stuff that all looks the same. I'm really into things that kind of differentiate themselves in style. So I find that a lot of independent comics also do that, where they kind of explore different art styles. And and a few have gotten popular. I know Thirty Days of Night was a very different art style that was very watercolor centric. And the artist who did that, he's very talented. He actually. Um, I don't know if he drew this or the person was inspired by him. There's another independent comic I really uh, like that's called uh, Wormwood Gentleman Corpse. And it's about this uh, detective that's a corpse. And he's actually controlled by a little maggot that lives in his brain. And it's really that that dark, watercolory style. I'm fairly certain the guy who drew 30 Days of Night drew that because it's very dark, really grungy reds and browns kind of colors going on in there. So... I, that's what I tend to look for in comics, but, but the average popular American comic is going to be like Deadpool and Avengers and Justice League and stuff like that. It is, I, it's kind of boring. I don't. I'm not a big superhero person. Why do you think that is such a popular thing now? Because that was was it very popular uh, back then. Well, are you talking about independent comics or superhero comics? Because I feel like. I think superhero comics have been that popular. It's that 
the generation that got into them, the nerds, um, when that first stuff was coming out, are now getting to the age where they were reading it as kids. Now they're in the position where they can kind of control, like, depending where they are in their, like, jobs and stuff. But now they're going, I love this as a kid. I want to put out movies for this and this and, like, and some of the first superhero movies were we hadn't seen anything like that before so it started hooking a lot of other people and so that's why i think the big boom of superheroes is going on and people are learning uh the love that these people had back maybe in the 50s or 60s for these comics they're kind of learning them in a more uh, uh modern sense and you know, whatever's popular, everybody kind of eats and grabs onto. So now it's super. I'm tired of superhero movies. There's very few I liked. Logan was very good. I like dark, uh, dark, dark Knight. comic. A dark. I, I liked Dark Knight a lot. There's actually also a, a Spider-Man comic. I can't remember what it's called, but it's actually when Spider-Man. He's super old, and Mary Jane died. Like, Dr. Octopus killed him or something like that. And he is now this broken old man who's just, like, he can't deal with the uh, the depression that he let Mary Jane die. And superheroes have now been banned, so you can't, you can't be a superhero at all. You'll get arrested. And so there's crime all over the streets, and... Uh, the the super villains actually come back and they're like, we're gonna get Spider-Man for all the shit he did to us. And he's like old and like demented. And there's like this really fucked up part where Doctor Octopus pulls up Mary Jane's corpse like out of her grave and is like, she's here, Spider-Man. And I was like, this, yeah, this is what I like. This is dark shit. <laughs> they, they, I don't know. I feel like they 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 need to make it more violent eventually because a lot of the superhero movies, you know. No one really dies, or someone gets hurt, or some stuff like that. So it's like, I want to see something very dark, not Suicide Squad dark. Because that was, have you ever seen Suicide Squad? That was. I didn't because I heard it was terrible. Okay, okay. Well, just for everyone to know, like I felt like it was just they filmed in a dark room. They didn't know what they were doing. I don't know what the deal was with that because I thought it was going to be a pretty, at least decent, but it was so bad that I I couldn't. I couldn't look at the screen because it felt like I was engulfed in darkness. And but I want the actual characters to be dark, not the screen. Yeah, I I agree. The thing that I don't like about superhero movies uh, is that at least with a lot of the older, I think we're kind of going in that direction where the characters are more interesting and have more to lose. But previous to this, I felt like I know what's going to happen. Spider-Man's going to be okay. That's always what's going to happen. And I, I guess it was just kind of, eh, for me, like, I kind of want to, uh, to figure out things as they go along and, or maybe like, like go root for the, like, Oh my God, like, Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. But like, I, I just hate knowing the ending of something, I guess, depending on what I'm watching. I really, I finally watched Deadpool though. I really like Deadpool. And I know there's, uh, certain movie reviewers that I'm very fond of online, uh, they go by Red Letter Media. They're very jaded, and they're they're old nerds. They love Star Trek and and Star Wars, but they're very jaded about the whole thing. They're just kind of like, movies suck. I hate them. <laughs> but uh, they said Deadpool was great, and that 
they think that because of the success of Deadpool that uh, people are going to, the, the film companies essentially are going to start moving towards a more violent movie, which we saw with Logan, which was amazing. I cried so much. That was, I, I do love the X-Men movies besides the ones that sucked. I like the first X-Men movie and I, I like the one where they go back in time, but Logan was amazing and like everything I wanted from that. And I mean, it was great because you knew like, Wolverine, I love that Wolverine was not this impenetrable, like, man of steel. He was this slowly dying, like, he's very strong, but you, anybody could succumb to diseases and things like that. So it was, it was great. Like, if anybody hasn't seen it and they're listening to this, go watch it. That is probably one of my favorite movies, like, in this year. It, it was great. <laughs> I gotta say, Hugh Jackman is a perfect, well, Wolverine, Logan, he's a perfect perfect actor for that role yes and i love hugh jackman he's i'm a fan and that's another thing is uh you we we grow up seeing these these actors portraying these superhero roles when you swap them out for somebody else it gets a little weird maybe they don't do as good of his job so i'm sure wolverine is gonna come back i know he's a big part of the universe but kind of having a closure with hugh jackman was very very nice oh I mean, spoilers, but you know what's going to fucking happen. Oh, sorry. You know what's going to happen. I'm sorry. I shouldn't curse. Oh, but... you, can, you can curse. It's, it's explicit here. So I don't really... Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what's going to fucking happen at the end of the movie. Like, you're not, you're going in and you know what's going to happen. I'm not going to say anything else, but it's nice to have a closure on Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Like, that chapter has ended, and now the next Wolverine can come in. Essentially, I, I thought it, I thought it was lovely what they did. I was very fond of it. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Jackman was like, "You got to kill me off." And I was like, what? he's getting old. Like he just like was. I know they, they he was looking kind of haggard in the one of I forget that where where they go back in time and everybody's young, but Wolverine. I mean, he was looking kind of haggard there already. Like watching that in the first X Men movie right next to each other. So and he looked. I mean, I'm sure they put on makeup to make him look like. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he was—he's reaching. He can't be that young. I mean, everybody ages. It's nice to see superheroes age too. Like I don't know. I'm getting kind of. I'm 27, going on 28, and I'm—I know I had a, a mid 20s crisis at one point where I was like, I'm so old. Like I can't. I can't. I can't do. I'm, I'm dying, and it's nice to see these things you grow up with age with you instead of always staying in this this uh, youth that everybody kind of looks to as uh, like this glowing high point of 16 to 22 is the best years of your life and the only good times you're ever going to have. But actually a problem I have with anime is that they there's so many things where the kids are in middle school. They don't act like they're in middle school. They don't look like they're in middle school. Why are they so obsessed with making middle school kids, like, do these amazing things? I mean, I know that, I mean, Shonen is definitely geared towards boys, but the, the what is it? Uh, I know Jose is, I think, I think it's, Jose is like older women manga, and there's a name for older men manga too, but you don't see a lot, like, all the popular shows are these kids. I know when I was in middle school and high school, I wouldn't be able to do anything they did. I would have fucked it up so bad because I was so emotional and full of hormones. Like, so 
that's one thing I don't like about Japanese comics that I think American comics do a little bit better, where like a, people are kind of a bit more aged. They understand life. I don't. I don't trust many teenagers to kind of get what's going on. Okay. Another topic I want to bring up with you is, um, you know, America making anime as movies, movie animes. You know, like mm-hmm. I forget what like yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last one I saw. I think. I mean, there's other ones that came out. They're terrible. I mean, there's a Dragon Ball one or Dragon Ball Z or. Yeah, evolution. I think is what it was. Oh my gosh, that was that was pretty bad. I I, I watched the whole thing just to see if there was anything they did right. I, th- I think there's maybe like one or two things they did right, but most of the movie was it was just, it was just cringy to watch. You know, it's just. Uh, but I think I don't know. I think that's going to be the next big thing is anime, like you know, anime series or coming to America and America making those movies. Yeah, I can see that too, because it's like almost like everybody's now tired of superheroes, and like I feel like my generation—I I mean, it wasn't as common, but like a lot of kids like anime, and so now is getting into the position of power where they're going like, I want to show all these people what I loved when I was a kid. And so I think that's why we're seeing, I know they, they've they been trying to make Akira for a while. Um, I think I heard they find, I know they've been dwiddling about it, but Cowboy Bebop live action series just got like, actually, like, I, I saw another article about it recently and I'm just like, get out of here. Um, I know they've even started bringing um, Korean movies over here. I'm a big fan of Korean uh, thriller and horror movies. They brought Old Boy, which who I forget who did it. Spike Lee did it, and it was I refused to watch it because I think Old Boy is the most perfect movie, and you don't need to do anything to it. Just enjoy it with the subtitles. They even have a dubbed version over it, which isn't that bad. And I heard the Spike Lee version was terrible. I didn't watch it. So, But I feel like we have a lot more people who are weeaboos or Asian-centric Americans who got, were really into these medias that are trying to now bring it over to America. So, Yeah, I think that superhero thing would transition into that. Because I could see, like, what 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 anime do you think would translate well to an American movie? Actually, I think Boku no Hero Academia would be great. I think uh, Boku no Hero Academia is the perfect mesh of Japanese and American together. I think it's it's wonderful. I don't know. I, that's story wise. I don't know how they do it via visually. That kind of gets a little difficult. Um, it depends on how much money they want to spend. I don't know if I'd want to see it, but. I think story-wise, that'd be really easy for everybody to get into, really easy for everybody to understand without them changing a bunch of shit, so. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's been great talking to you, because it's just like, uh, weird. Yeah. cosplay, but, you know, it's, uh... Yeah, no, it's cool. I, I, I very, I love cosplay, but the reason I'm into cosplay is because of how into anime and video games I am. So I can go on for hours. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Me too. But then four hours is like, ooh. And I, oh, okay. I'll have to have you on again because. Yeah, yeah. Just let me on, and uh, we'll we can try to focus on cosplay instead of going off on tangents about Japanese stuff. <laughs> All right, thanks. I guess we'll do it again again sometime. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you, Brandon. All right, bye.